Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is May Neal from Skipjack CrossFit out of Owings, Maryland. What's going on, May? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Alex. Of course, of course. I'm excited to have you on, and I appreciate you, you know, giving some of your time out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with not only opening your own fitness facility, but your own CrossFit facility? Mm-hmm. So um, my husband and I, my husband rather, was stationed in Stuttgart, Germany about, I would say about 11 years ago, 12 years ago now. And um, there was a CrossFit gym there and I, you know, being a military wife with two small children needed an outlet um, because I couldn't work in Germany, but I had two small children. So I needed an outlet. And so um, I was trying out different fitness um, fitness classes. Uh, prior to going to Germany, I was doing Muay Thai, okay. uh, kickboxing, Thai kickboxing, which I really loved. Um, I became a level one fighter in that. And I wanted to keep up that fitness regimen that I had previously just because it was good for my mind and my body. Um, So I was introduced to CrossFit in Germany. Um, And from there, I did CrossFit for the duration of the three years there. And we had, um, that's where I met my business partners, our business partners, John and Grace Williamson. They were also members at the same CrossFit gym. Um, Moving forward, of course, as being military, we got moved back to the States and here in Maryland. Um, and I was actually coaching and I was head coach of other CrossFit gyms. Um, and then I kind of moved out of it a little bit um, uh, because it just wasn't, it just didn't feel right to me at the time. Um, and then John and Grace also moved down here, thankfully to the same location. And we just decided, hey, you know what? Let's open up a gym. so and I had been thinking about it I told you know I talked over it with my husband um and he was currently on active duty at that time so he wouldn't have been able to help very much due to him um traveling and and um being gone so um it wasn't the right time yet but when John and Grace moved here then we realized this is a good time this is a good fit so we did. We opened it about five years ago. Um, and here we are today. And here we are today, thankfully, five years later. <laughs> cool. So so started with, you know, moving to Germany, your husband being stationed out in Germany. Yeah. And you ended up joining a CrossFit facility out there, met a couple mm-hmm. people that are now your business partners, and you decided yeah. to open your own CrossFit facility in Maryland. Yep. In Maryland. Awesome. In little awesome. old ta- town called... Owings, Maryland, in a small county called Calvert County, <laughs> which Perfect. has been wonderful. Yeah. I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of Skipjack CrossFit and the services that you guys offer. Sure. So Skipjack CrossFit is a CrossFit facility. Um, we are not 
we don't have air condition, but you know what? We've got a great group of, of coaches. We've got a variety of different things. We coach teens, kids, all sorts of athletic abilities. Um, everyone is welcome. Moms with their babies are also welcome. We do a little workout with our little babies in the morning and um, kids come in and do their own little thing at, at Skipjack as well. So we're a very family oriented facility. Um, we're not scary. Everybody thinks CrossFit is scary. We're not scary. We're actually quite fun. We make it fun. Um, so we're, we're more community-based kind of a gym. We yeah. like to give to the community. Uh, we try to participate in certain charities that go around the county. Um, I think we're known here in the county. We're, we're known in the county. Um, we're involved in the county. Um, you know, we don't do a lot of um, frilly things, really, um, just because the coaches are, you know, the owners, we have our own families as well. Right, so right. Uh, it's hard to always um, come up with something new and come up with something um, to kind of draw people in. Yeah. We, we just aren't into the big, like, we have to hustle hard <laughs> to get people in the door. Um, we're out in the community. Our kids do little league this, our kids do little league that. So we talk to people that way. And um, a lot of our members um, with the grace of God is through word of mouth. And I love that because that means we're doing something right. Yeah, no, no. It, I always say it's super important, right? To especially not only build that steady baseline of members, but it shows proof of product, proof of value. Yeah. The fact that your you know, members are willing to invite friends, family, coworkers, to go to your facility. Um, cool. So you're offering mainly group training, like most CrossFit yep. facilities, you do a little bit of private training as well. I do. Um, mm -hmm. That leads me I to do. my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? So we're currently serving over 120, almost 130 people. We do have, this is a, a bad time of year for us because military tend to move. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've had quite a few of our military families move away. Um, and then also people are going away to visit family and coming back. So one of the unique things that we do at Skipjack CrossFit is because we are a military owned business, we allow our military active duty um, or reserves to put their membership on hold when they okay. go away okay. for a month, two months at a time. Um, because times are hard for lots of people and, you know, and you don't need to pay for something that you're not going to on a regular basis. So when people just tell us, you know, may we're going to be gone for a month or two, because I'm, I'm going on detachment, I'm going on deployment. We, we put those people on hold because it's the right thing to do. I mean, I know it's probably yeah. bad for our numbers, but again, um, we're in the business of people, I'd like to say, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we want them to come back and they always do. So, you know, it's not, we're not losing money that because we're, we're still gaining, we're still gaining them. They're back in their, um, their support and they tell everybody about, you know, Skipjack CrossFit, how yeah. we're really open to people's situations and, and whatnot. So we do have that. And then we have CrossFit kids too, but I mean, they're punch card type situations. So okay. it's hard to add kids into that membership, you know? 
Definitely, definitely. And, and so you're sitting at about 130 members right now. Mm-hmm. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? We'd like to see some new faces. Absolutely. And we typically do. Um, a lot of them come, like I said, this is a commuter area. Like right now, I have several people saying, I'm only going to be in town for a month. Okay. Uh, I'm working at some government installation and I'll be here for a month. I'd like to come in and be at your facility for a month. Um, and that's wonderful. That's great. Um, and then we have people who come here for the summer and they come and hang out with us for the summer. Um, and so it's up and down. It's like ebb and flows, you know, it kind of, it's, it's with two other CrossFit gyms, actually three other CrossFit gyms. It's, it's also hard. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that's an interesting perspective because I think that's a something a lot of gym owners are going through right now with how big fitness has grown, right? You could, you know, damn near throw a rock and, and hit a gym yeah. that's right next to you. So, so what type of things are you actively doing right now to at least aid that growth process, get the name out there, get some leads coming in on a consistent basis? Yeah, so we offer... Um... So what I like to do is be more diverse in what we do. So we, like I said in the beginning, we offer fighter fit, um, which I'm the only one that coaches that uh, along with my two other assistant coaches, but we're the only facility that has that class within the tri-state area, uh, mm-hmm. tri-county areas of Anna, you know, where, um, Anne Arundel County and Prince George County, which is the other two large counties um, that kind of neighbor us. Um, and then we have the sweat class also, um, which is sort of like a segue into CrossFit for those who don't want to go full on into CrossFit, but want to dabble in it and maybe start to feel comfortable with it. So we have that. I also do personal training for more of the senior, um, the senior population in our area. Um, and we also offer during the, during the school year, when we have say um, a football team that wants to come in and use our facility and do CrossFit type training and whatnot, we offer that as well. So a group of cross a group of football kids will come and John who used to play football, he's the one that does the training for that. So um, we do a lot of different things. Uh, yeah, a lot of variety. Yeah, the classes that you offer and it's pretty all inclusive, right? So, so that's yeah. the thing about CrossFit is people do get nervous about the intensity. So that's cool that you try and make it all inclusive, very family oriented classes for kids, you know, sweat classes. What is that almost like a hit type of class? Yeah, it's almost like a hit uh, class. So, um, but I give the option for my advanced CrossFitters or my CrossFitters to use the barbells. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not a CrossFitter, we, we tend to put you towards other things like the dumbbell, kettlebell and things like that. Um, and, and but yeah, so, it's, I apologize. I mean it's to, okay. It's okay. I was going to ask, how are you spreading the word about these new classes, right? Even like the, the fighting class that you have, how are you putting the word out there um, to, you know, make it known, get people coming in and interested in those classes. So we have our Facebook page um, and then our Instagram page. And then of course our website. Um, I always try to put live videos on there or videos of our classes and what we do um, because social media, of course, is, is, is absolutely right. relevant. It's, right, right. you know, I mean, um, I've also 
I have a person who does um, some of the websites for us and just, a you know, just a little techie things for word searches and and so yeah. that when people search anything skip jack crossfit comes up you know things like that um cool. and we do have people that come and try it out and it may not be their bag you know it may be a little too much for them it, it and that's okay yeah. you know people have their own way of uh their comfort level of what they can do and what they want to do so um i don't really um we don't push too hard. Um, when we do get a new CrossFitter coming into town, we give them a week free to try it out. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, personally for me, um, I have to feel comfortable where I am to make it my home, to, to go and sweat around other people, to work hard, to grunt, you know, those kind of things. Um, and to be around like-minded people that you you want to work out with. So Yeah, 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 I, I agree. That opportunity. And, and I know we talked a little bit on you know, you guys do a big focus on, on community outreach and, you yeah. know, to be able to get word of mouth and those referrals. Are you able to track how many leads you get on a given week or given month um, through word of mouth? So through word of mouth. So what we have is we currently have um, Rhino Fit. I don't know if you've ever heard of that okay. website, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that site. So that gives us a lot of statistics and insights on our leads. Um, and also I do... Um, I get all the Squarespace. So we use Squarespace, which is very easy for me to use um, because I'm not a technical computer. Which is genius. okay. It's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I created the website. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it makes the uh, professional web makers cringe, <laughs> but it was the best I could do. And, um, and it does give us, you know, it gives, gives us insights on and on uh, the clicks and all that good stuff. So um, mm. I do try to answer. So I guess the answer would be I probably get about, goodness, 20 leads a month inquiring and probably 10 of those will come through the gym and okay. come look at the gym and try out a class and, and things of that nature. Um, and 95% of the time they'll purchase punch cards to try out the fighter fit class, to try out the sweat class. Um, and then also they can do the 101 on-ramp CrossFit class, which teaches them all the, you know, the nine essential movements and, and things of that nature. Yeah. So I think people feel safe with the punch card because they, they're not committed, um, we do have other membership options. The one option that we have, um, the 119 unlimited a month, that's a contract. So people are like, oh, a contract, you know, that's scary. Yeah. But <laughs> so, but then when we say, okay, well, you don't have to do the contract, but obviously there's other options that might cost a little bit more, but it frees them from that commitment because mm -hmm. everybody has commitment issues apparently. So, um, we give them a lot of different options. And after purchasing so many punch cards, they're like, gosh, I really should just get a membership. Okay. And they do. Do you, you know? have expiration dates on your punch cards at all? We do. We do. We do a six month. Six so months. you have six months to complete 12 classes. And most of the time, they'll finish that in half a month. Awesome. And then they realize, I just need to get a, 
I just need to get a membership. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah let's get a it's membership. Pre <laughs> it's pretty funny. I've talked to some gym owners who don't do that expiration dates and then, you know, their, their members barely come. And then you talk to the ones that do have expiration dates and it's a complete opposite. It's pretty funny how when you put an expiration date, all of a sudden, you know, people will start coming in, you know, more yeah. consistently. Um, yeah. And when you look at the amount of leads that you get on a monthly basis, you said you're getting about 20 leads a month. Is that a number yeah. that you're satisfied with? Or would you rather have more people coming in on a weekly, monthly basis? Actually, you know what? For me personally, um, because my husband, Dave, uh, so he flies for American Airlines. So he's always gone. He, he flies a lot. Um, John and Grace also work. Uh, Grace works full time. Um, so they, not all of us can be at the gym all at one time. You know, it's really difficult. So we each kind of do our own thing to help support the facility. Yeah. Um, Grace teaches all the 5.30 a.m. classes. God bless her. Because 5.30 a.m. is so hard for me. Oh, my Lord. That's just so early. I used to do 6.30 a.m. classes in Germany, and that was just, that was enough for me. Um, John is in charge of the programming. Um, Dave is in charge of the finances and whatnot. And I'm typically in charge of... Um, the PR stuff, um, answering, uh, doing the training, personal training. I also um, program for the sweat class and my fighter fit class. Okay. Um, and then I do a lot. I do all the personal training sessions for people who ask of it. We don't normally advertise that we do one on a personal training on a regular basis. But when people ask, I don't turn them away because I know that this is a way that these people can feel comfortable being in our gym so i do um so a lot of a lot of that falls on me so for me i just do what i can and i think getting those leads a month that many for me is good for now yeah. um until until i can get more help and you know i can get others to kind of come on board with me my trainers, my coaches also have full-time jobs. Right, so right. it's really hard since, you know, everybody works in DC and it's a commute. It's the worst traffic ever. You know, our, we're already tired and whatnot. Um, so I don't want to conduct a business into a point to where I can't follow up or accommodate everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is such a thing as growing too fast, right. Or not being prepared for, right you know, the amount of growth that you see you don't want to start water down water down the value that you give the no. product that you give your members just in the namesake of you know getting a couple extra memberships here right um, and when you look at your business kind of from taking a step back what would be at least the goal membership for you right because you did mention that you want to grow a little bit to a certain extent what would be that yeah. number to where it's like hey this is a good number where we're at where we'll be steady more profitable, make more revenue? What does that really look like to you? So given the, our space availability uh, against our manpower and whatnot, I think for, me, for us, for the owners, and for me personally, I think 200 would be good for me for now. Given the space that we have, our current class schedule, and our current team availability. Okay. I think 200 is a good 
good spot for us. Yeah. Um, and adding 70 members, you know, that's, that's, you know, good that that's, you know, paying rent in a month or not paying rent, you know, making yeah. a lot of yeah. extra profit or, or not being able to, what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that's holding you back from that point of being able to, you know, get your membership to the numbers that you want? It's manpower for sure. Um, and availability of our current staff, um, our staff, everybody in our staff are professionals, you know, firefighters, um, pilots, um, teachers, government workers, military. So I'm not going to ask of them to go above and beyond outside of their, their current life yeah, um, yeah. because they're part of our community as well, you know? Um, and two, the thing is with our, with our gym is that our coaches, I want them to want to come and teach at our gym. Right. I don't want it to be a chore for them. I don't want them to, uh, to put their, throw their hands up and say, this is just too much for me. I can't, I can't do all this, you know? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing for us is that this doesn't have to be so stressful. You know, it doesn't have to be run as a stressful facility. If it starts to become stressful and not fun anymore, it's going to go downhill fast for us. Mm -hmm. You know, um, right now we are in a good place. In my opinion, um, we know everybody that comes through the door. We share in their happiness. We share in their success. We celebrate their PRs. Um, you know, we're sad when they are, it's, it really is, has, be, it, it has become for us a great, a big family. And I want to add more to that family. Um, but I know that there's other gyms that we're competing with and I'm not going to look at it as, you know, I have to be better than these other gyms. I have to have more, more people than these other gyms because then I'll lose sight. We'll lose sight of what we're really here for. Um, 200 is a good goal for me and the owners, in yeah. my opinion, because okay. that is doable without being overwhelmed for us. Right, um, right. And quick question here. Have you guys ever tried any type of like digital ads or, you know, paid advertising stuff like Facebook ads, Instagram? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we and. Do you do and, that and actively right now or is it something that you've just- We don't do it. Act? Yeah, we don't do it actively right now because it is rather expensive. It can get rather expensive, right, um, right, right. especially since you, um, the further out your radius is, you know, the more hits you get, the more people that that click on to you. It, that also, every click costs money, you know, and that's, um, Yeah, that's something that we didn't want to continuously do because right. quite honestly, the money that we receive, we kind of put away for days like COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and also equipment, buying new equipment for the gym. Um, and how that having, works for you? Because I think that's pretty interesting. A lot of, you know, I've spoken to a lot of CrossFit gym owners, you know, a handful that really kill it with paid advertising and are able mm -hmm. to cover their membership. 
and then others that are completely against it and they believe that CrossFit should sell itself. So, so for you, you know, how, how did running paid ads work for you and your business? Did you see good returns on it or a good amount of leads coming in? Um, it was so-so for us, quite honestly. It didn't bring in a huge amount. Um, it really didn't strike me as something that, um, oh, we need to do this on a regular basis because it's, it's, we're killing it, you know? It wasn't like that for us at all. Um, did you did you guys um, run the ads in-house or did you hire like a team to help you out with them? No, uh, we run it in-house. Good for you. We did not um, we did not hire any outside marketing or anything like that um, to help us with promotions because we are just a small facility. Right. Um, again, the four of us don't have degrees in business, you know. Um, engineers. I'm a mass comm major, so I, I really wouldn't know anything about um, marketing, unfortunately. My husband yeah, numbers, of course, but um, we okay. kind of just, yeah, I mean, we just kind of, we knew, so first of all, everything about our gym, we own. We don't have credit on anything. When we started our gym, we paid for everything cash. We were in on investments from our savings, um, because we did not want to fall into that hole. Um, and so over the years, we built up savings to put away in case something like COVID happened. And lo and behold, something like COVID did happen. Right. You know? So we were able to pay for our rent um, and other overhead things with the money that we had. And plus our members stayed on with us. So that really helped a lot. Um, so when Christmas comes or any kind of big celebratory issues come, we go all out for our members. Um, so we try to, to really treat them in, in that way. And again, that brings everybody in for community and it's been fun. You know, we do a lot of, during the games or the open, we have Friday night lights and we order pizza and, and bring in food. And it just, we try to, to give it back in that way. Um, yeah. And I even commend you guys for, you know, even on like the paid advertising side of things. I mean, we talked about a little bit before this, having to wear all the hats sometimes, even the things you didn't sign up for. And that's one of those, right? I, I doubt any yeah. gym owner got into starting their own fitness facility, thinking they're going to have to be good marketers as well. Right. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. Just I, one of those I things that nothing. comes with it. And even me, myself, I first started running ads for my businesses in 2016. And it was definitely a year of losing a lot more money than I made to really figure yeah. out the correct way to, to do it, how to target the correct people, the right area. Right. Um, so no, definitely a learning curve as well. Have you ever thought of maybe trying to dive back into that space at some point? Yeah, I mean, there have been times that I'm thinking, okay, you know what, maybe we do need a little bit of a help, you know, trying to bring more people in and whatnot. Um, and it always goes back to how much, how much can we put into this, the owners? How much, can, how much time can we really um, devote to getting this moving? And again, it's really hard because, you know, we have children and we're kind of just doing the basics right now. I mean, really the basics because none of us are, very savvy 
<laughs> in this world of the internet, totally. Um, you know, I do a lot of the social media stuff, but I'd rather be working out or hanging out with my kids, to be quite honest. You know, it's really, really hard to, to put the business in front of me all day, every single day. Um, and it's a balance issue as well, because the owners, our kids are extremely active. Uh, the Williamson's children are very athletic and extremely uh, great at all the things that they do. Softball, gymnastics, you know, so they're always busy doing that with their kids, aside from their work as well. Um, so we kind of switch off the owners um, on doing things like that. But for the most part, since I'm the one um, that does a lot of the, the first initial contact with the members or prospects, um, I just wanna try to be more uh, a, a personable liaison to anybody who comes through. I know that a lot of people have sort of a way to to grab a hold of that prospect, to get them coming in, you know. Um, I, I don't want, I'm not a pusher, if, if you know what I mean. I'm not a pusher. I'm not gonna make you, I'm not gonna guilt you in coming into my gym or paying for, for a membership. And it's probably, I don't know, that's so not business-like of, of me at all. And I should have a better, a better awesome. um, tactic on doing that. Um, well, I mean, when I you want... do look at at least your sales process here, um, you said you have about 20 leads coming in, about 10 of them close usually in a given month. Yeah. Is that a number that you'd like to improve at some point and be able to have a better step-by-step -step process for, you know, turning an interested lead into a paid member? Yeah, sure. You know, but um, sometimes our gym is just not what they want, right. you know? And that's hard to, um, it's hard to, to always, okay, what else can we do to get more leads to come in through our door? This is what we're offering. And this is all what we can offer today. You know, I, I don't want to make, I don't want to have people come into the gym and be like, oh, okay, well, they're close. So I might as well come to their gym. Um, and then end up not staying anyhow. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's been a it's been like a rough not rough five years, but it's there's ups and downs, of course. You know, trying to keep a gym open and whatnot. Um, out of those ten leads that actually come through our door, maybe two will stay or three will come, and then they'll leave and then come back. Um, because they want to try out other gyms in the, in the, in the county. We're a very small county and there's lots of other options here. We also have three other Globo gyms in the area that are cheaper, you know? Um, I don't think a lot of people are convinced yet that paying over a hundred dollars for a gym membership um, where they can go to a Globo gym for $30. Right, right. You know, they, they still haven't grasped the idea of like, Oh, what's, what's it really offering me to go yeah. to this gym? I mean, the value is important, right? That's the reason why CrossFit charges more is because at right. the end of the day, there's more value. So, there's so no, more value. I, I agree. And you have to get that message across too on, on yep. you know, the value that you provide as to why you charge more, right? Um, 
So if you could wave a magic wand here, May, let's say a magic business wand, have that CrossFit be in the exact position that you want it, what would that really Mm -hmm. look like to you? Oh, goodness. What would that really look like to me? Well, to get those 200 members, I suppose. Um, Gosh, there's so many things that it could be. A magic wand. I would have air conditioning in my gym for one. (laughs) (laughs) The summers are brutal. Um, But we have garage doors. So that would that that's the magic wand would be an HVAC system. But um, realistically, that's probably not going to happen because that means we'd have to put more money into the gym and then we'd have to charge more people. And then, you know, so then our overhead would cost more, yada, yada, yada. Right, right. <laughs> so, all the fun stuff. All the fun business stuff. Um, gosh, my magic wand would be that we just keep doing what we're doing and nobody has ever complained about our gym. Everybody loves our gym from what I could tell. We have really good reviews um, and I want to keep it that way. I don't want anyone to go to a different gym and say, oh, Skipjack CrossFit, you know. Um, I really don't have like that's such a hard question to answer, Alex. No, I don't. No, that was a good, good answer. We could roll with that. I mean, even that 200 member mark, right? That's a really good, yeah. good goal to have. Um, when you look at that, you know, what's been at least the difficult part of being able to get to that number? Has it more so been getting the leads to come in, selling the leads, or more so, you know, having people leaving on the back end as you're getting new members? Oh yeah, that's exactly it. It's like a revolve. It's like a revolving door, you know. People have to leave, um, and they've been with us for two or three years, and they go away. And then some people come in, and it's just not for them, or their times don't work out for us. Um, there's lots of different things, you know, and it's, it's things that we can't really control, you know. Um, Have you done anything or made any changes at all to try and work on your client retention? So adding the classes, because, you know, we've we've added the sweat class and that's been a huge success. So we've added an additional class for that. And that's been um, it's our biggest class. Um, Everyone keeps asking about having um, the fighter fit class at night. I do, I have done that in the past. And then people, like maybe four people come or two people come because people get stuck at work. Um, there's just not enough hours in the day to accommodate everybody's times yeah, is yeah. the biggest thing, you know? Um, I forgot to mention too, we have Olympic lifting nights, which I is, yes. Yeah, so people come who, who do, who do CrossFit and want to improve on their technique and whatnot. We do that. So a lot of our members come to that just to, just to get the technique more honed in. Um, but that's not something somebody off the street is going to, to do right off the bat. Um, because we, we want to have them on an upward uh, trajectory to where they learn the movements and then they can start feeling comfortable to going to all the classes and then lifting heavy and Olympic lifting. So it's not just throwing anybody in, in with the wolves there, you know? Um, And that's, that's kind of the, the other thing about CrossFit too, is that it's just not a, yep, just join a class. 
there's steps to it. Um, there's safety things that you have to know. And I think for some people, that's a little bit too slow. They just want to get in there. They just want to work out, lift heavy and whatnot. But um, I think for some people, they kind of just want to do what they want to do on their own when they come into the gym. Oh, okay. So you have to do this first before I can actually join the classes. Well, yes, right. it's because it's, it's for safety reasons. Like an on-ramp class type thing? An on-ramp class. Yeah. Because, okay. you know, CrossFit has a lot of Olympic lifting in it, barbell work, back squats, hip lifting heavy, going fast, things of that nature. Um, and we really pride ourselves on trying to make sure that you're doing things right, you know, and, and, and having a goal yeah. um, and, and to reach. May, may, how do you think fixing, you know, that client retention piece or at least being able to slow down or stop the amount of people that are leaving on the back end of the business, mm -hmm. how do you think that would change your business and your life, your family's life? Well, if, um, if we retained everybody that came in, we would certainly be a lot more busy. We'd have to add more classes. Um, um, you know, and, and again, that, that starts to pose a, an issue of, of our manpower and how we can actually get people to, uh, coaches to accommodate all those people coming through. Um, and I think the reason why things are working now, and of course that 200, that's attainable. We can definitely do, we can definitely have that many people in our gym, but beyond that, I'd be a little concerned because of of our coaches, first of all, and, and what they're able to do, you know? Um, and the owners and I, can, we can only coach so many classes at a time and, and be present, you know, right. so much at a time. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's not, it's not, um, it's not glamorous being a gym owner, you know, it's, it's not fun all the time. It's finding the balance, your family, um, making revenue, making sure that you're, you're paying your overhead. And then there's also all the incidentals that happen as well that you have to be ready for. Um, Definitely. All these things that people don't really think about when no. it comes to starting a business. Right. And, and May, so we know what you want for your business now, right? We know mm -hmm. you have a big passion for your community, for your members, for your team. Yeah. But what is it that you want from your business? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family? to give like back big, to us the big picture for you the big picture um for our family is that we created a community that just is kind of as healthy happy i suppose you know i mean it's i know that's kind of like a lame thing to say but I want to be, we, my, the owners and I want to be known around town as, you know, hey, yeah, if you, you want to go work out, go, go talk to the Williamsons, go talk to the Neils. They, they'll get you in there that, you know, they're really fun. Get your kids in there. Um, I don't really need anything back from anybody. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not really about, it's not about me. It's, it's not about us really. It's, it's kind of like what we can do for our community. How yeah. can we help our community? How can we help you feel better about yourself? How can we help you get to your goals? Um, and that's, that's the kind of business that I, I'm really 
trying to preserve is yes. Yeah, yeah. is not so much of the money, 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 make money, hustle for the money, you know. Um, there's a lot of people, you know, mental health in America is really, it's, it's hard. It's hard for people, especially with COVID and everything. And my husband always jokes around that I'm, I'm the psychologist of the gym because <laughs> people will just talk to me about certain things and about their lives and what's going yeah. on. And, um, and I'm okay with that. Sometimes they just need someone to listen, you know, and then I'll say, all right, let's do a quick wad to just get all the stress out of the way. Let's, let's do, let's do punching bags and, and, and whatnot. Actually over COVID, my fighter fit class was the busiest. When we started coming back, people wanted to come back and punch things. <laughs> and so I, we always joked that it was um, the cheapest form of, of mental health care <laughs> was to go and, and just get all your aggression out, sweat it out, punch the bag, you know, punch each other and safe place. Totally okay. I had uh, couples coming in also, and they called it their couples therapy night. So <laughs> there you go. Take I should market it that way. Couples therapy night, you know, right. let's try fighter fit. And <laughs> but that's, that's the other thing too, is a lot of laughter goes on in our classes. You know, we, we're not always so serious. It's not always three, two, one, go. You know, um, when we're in class, I'm always like, hey, I, uh, I don't see that butt hitting the grass. You know, you got to get down a little lower. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, or I'll just joke around and, and people will say, I think, you know, Papu's cheating. He's cheating. <laughs> just we all laugh around like that. And it's, it's really funny and it's fun. And for that hour, I hope that they decompress from their day. That's I love it. That's kind of what it that's kind of what it is. And then, then they don't want to leave. They kind of hang around Alex and then it's like I got to go home and make dinner. Yeah, you're like I got to get out of here you guys. Um, and they're like, "Okay, but what's tomorrow's workout?" And I'm like, <laughs> you're like I'm not telling you, you just have to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come and we'll find out. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome, mate. We are coming up on our hour here. Um, so okay. I think that is a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your Facebook, Instagram, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Yes. So if you want to come and do couples therapy at Fighter Fit or something, or just hit bags and or learn about CrossFit um, or get a sweat on and sweat class, you can find us on skipjackcrossfit.com or on our Instagram at skip, uh, skipjack.crossfit. And then you can find us on Facebook at Skipjack CrossFit. So it's pretty simple. It's just Skipjack CrossFit all across the board. Yes. And that's and really I, it. I appreciate you once again. My Neil, you guys, from Skipjack CrossFit out of Owings, Maryland. I appreciate yes. you once again. As for the listeners... Let's see, if you want to be notified about future episodes here, click like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Linda Clenard of Pure Lit Studios in Tucson, Arizona. Linda, what's going on? Hey, enjoying the nice heat and uh, getting ready for the monsoons to hit. So Yeah, listen, yeah. I love the heat. So uh, it's like 56 and raining in Connecticut today. So I'm not, you know, it sucks. Anyway, so Pure Lit Studios, your gym, your business, uh, probably like your baby, right? I know my gyms were like my, like, like my baby, my child almost. Let's go oh, back in time. Yeah. When you started this thing, 2019 or right, October, where is your mindset at from a business perspective, from a goal for you as to why you wanted to start this business? Uh, it came, it came honestly, not as something I was seeking. It was uh, as a result of just circumstance. So I was, I've been in the fitness industry for about 13 years and uh, I've worked for several different jet, uh, gyms um, across Tucson. And the last one that I was working at was UFC. And um you know, honestly, I just felt like uh, the customer the customer member experience was lacking uh, for me as a participant, and then for me also as a trainer, uh, I felt like I was undervalued, underpaid, and that the member experience was just short of. I mean, there are, with every place I've worked, yeah. honestly, there have been amazing things about it, but um, I had to kind of pick from different gyms. Right. and different workout experiences and different class structures. Uh, and none of that was ever captured within one place under one roof. Okay. So that's what you're looking so, at, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 So that, that kind of is how it happened. And then, sure. yeah, just kind of spurred the idea of, yeah. well, you know, if I can't find it, then I should create it. And so that's kind of how that started. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about creation and uh, takes something special to create a business, right? It's not easy, obviously, you know, especially Absolutely opening, not. Yeah. opening here and then COVID hitting and that throws a whole nother wrench into an already hard thing to do. So uh, yeah, I love that you did that. So Linda, more specifically on that. So you're like, all right, you've been in the industry for 13 years, opening this thing. Are you thinking about, you know, I want this to be a for everything. I want to create obviously a career out of this, which, which it is for you, uh, make a good living doing it. Where's your mindset around the money career long-term type of thing with the business. So it's funny that you say that because that was actually not really on my mind. I think okay. that the idea and the concepts of what I have envisioned mm -hmm. is definitely potential has great potential for yeah. becoming a franchise and becoming a, a great moneymaker, nice. but that was never the driving force. I wanted to create a space that I wanted to be and that my clients wanted to be. And so what that was for me was my approach wasn't about, you know, Oh, I'm going to make this great career and make a ton of money. Um, in fact, if I was going into it as a career choice to make money, I would never have chosen this profession, uh, because it's not an easy profession to be successfully uh -huh. successful at, um, sure. it's a fickle industry. And I think it's one of the first things people are willing to drop when it comes to budgeting is sure. their gym memberships or sure. their private training sessions. Sure. Um, you know, they won't give up their coffee, but they'll, they'll give up those workouts. Right. Yeah. So, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, we're doing we're doing hard stuff, right? I think that's probably the biggest barrier. Like, uh, with, like working out's hard. It's not easy, right? So, like, not it's, easy, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, fun for a lot of people. <laughs> exactly. We're not selling coffee or like uh, sweatshirts or a car, like. Right. Yeah, it takes right. work on the customer end too. So yeah, so you're focused on the customer experience, the member experience. Want to create it, the best experience you can, which I think will carry over to success, especially down the road for sure. Um, so let's dive into that, Linda. So PureLit Studios, what is obviously for a business we need a, a viable model. For gyms, we can do ten thousand things. What model there are you running at PureLit? So the the mission statement. So is kind of basically, it's got all of the big box amenities that you would find at a big box gym. So it has open gym, it has group, it has private. Um, but I wanted it to be custom tailored to be as if you're coming to a private session. So the workouts are packaged for you so that you can hit the gym five, six, whatever times a week, and you're not overtaxing one muscle group at a time. Yep. Um, but it's also designed with a family in mind. And so I don't know about you, but I have never seen, I personally haven't seen, I'm sure it exists out there, but a CrossFit gym, for example, with daycare. Um, you know, usually the only places I've seen that even have childcare services have been the big box gyms like LA Fitness and right. Gold's Gym and things like that. Um, my daycare was, I gave him a kettlebell and said, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> or you, you started your daycare, right? So you used your yeah. kids as the kettlebells. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right though. You're right. It's a good, it's a great service to have, especially if you want to attract that type of the member. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So and then uh, Sorry, you know, also is, um, I wanted to, you know, like, for example, um, after you start having kids, you know, it becomes a lot harder to schedule time for yourself because then you're playing taxi and you're trying to take them to their soccer games and things like that. So yeah. uh, we also created a youth program for the youth to get a workout. And then in another room, we have uh, a dance program. Mm -hmm. So you can drop your, you know, your 18 month old off in the child care center. You can take your three-year-old to dance class and then your 12-year-old can do a youth conditioning class while you go and work out at the same time. So it kind of is a, a time saver for us busy, busy people. So um, yeah. So yeah. Sorry, yeah, you're, that's great. I love it. So your space window is really set up to have multiple things going on at the same time, which, which is awesome, right? So talk yeah. us through like your thought process to when you chose this actual physical space, your, your brick and mortar, so to speak. Where's your mindset at as to why you chose this particular space? uh it worked out uh honestly i think the stars just aligned for the space to kind of happen um right. i'm actually occupying the space that i used to work at so wow. the building that i have that um that i'm in right now used to be a gold well it used to be a platinum fitness and before that it was a gold's gym and before that it was all so its footprint originally from like 40, 50 years ago has always been a gym. Okay. But with this last uh, ownership with um, the landlords, they partitioned it into separate spaces. And so the space that I possess is just a little portion of it. Yeah. Um, so it has already the bones, so to speak, for yeah. a gym. Uh, so that was kind of a cool thing. And so a lot of the people that I reached out to that used to go to that gym, yeah. um, they were kind of excited at being able to kind of go back to their old stomping ground, just sure. brand new. So that's great. Yeah. So that makes sense. So it's been a stalwart there in the community for 40, 50 years. So people know it's a gym, which I think would help attract people. Right. Um, what, yeah. size, what size is that space? How many square footage? Are we, what square, what square it's footage? It's just under, it's just under 6,000. Nice. Awesome. So good size space. We can have a lot of fun activities in there. That's for sure. So mm -hmm. 
Uh, so Linda, with all that being said, we know why you started this thing, been in the industry 10 plus years, right? We know your model. Let's go into like, the, like I call them the systems of success, right? For a gym to, to be uh, as, as well run as possible. So we got lead generation, getting people in the door, keeping them once we get them and being able to send them to a higher average revenue per member. Yeah. As far as I can see, those are only three things we can really, really do as far as those systems are in place. So let's talk about how you've gone about getting members in the door over these past couple of years you've been open and your basic overall marketing strategy. What does that look like? So it was all organic. Everyone that started with me was with me before. Okay. So they were already a client with me at a previous gym. And right. so that was, that was how I got off the ground. And then when we had our grand opening, so we were, when we started, it was October of 2019. We hadn't done any construction, but there was a base, you know, we had a floor and we had a room. And so, you know, we just threw equipment in the room and we just started working out. And then we had the whole overhaul of tenant improvements that uh, my members were gracious and so patient with to deal with the dust and all the construction and no bathrooms and no water for days and all that fun stuff. Um, And so when we had our grand opening, it was almost a year after that. So it was March of 2020. No, sorry. March of 2021. Okay. That's a lot better. All right. Yeah. And so, um, so for that, you know, I had a good bump in my membership. We just had a launch out on the front patio and we had Chick-fil-A come out and have, and it's funny yeah. because I did have a couple members join specifically because they saw the Chick-fil-A truck. They're like, well, let's go, go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that, that was a good bump. And then as far as marketing, there's really been none. And that's actually the next piece that I want to try and incorporate Got it. Is. Got it. Um, so we've grown uh, organic to this point, which yeah, yeah, is relatively normal for, you know, when early stages of going to that gym, I, I experienced the exact same thing. What are you looking at now to take it to the next level? Maybe Facebook advertising, Instagram, other, other forms like that? Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I need to definitely um, add the marketing piece in. So like update my SEO on my website so that, you know, the traffic, I want to add funneling into my website, into my advertising or start advertising through Facebook and Instagram and such. Yeah. yeah, And then, so that's kind of what I want to focus on to really. Yeah, sure. And then uh, building my brand a little bit better. So, um, you know, I talked to one marketing person and I'm still shopping, by the way. So if you know anybody, let me know. May know a few. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and they said that just based on looking at my website and my social media, yeah. they said that it leads, it leans towards the female right, type right. of a studio. Um, and it was kind of a fun conversation actually, because the only time I've done all my own social media, Sure. And so when I'm coaching the class, I'll pull my phone and, you know, take little video footage. But by the time I can do that, I have to wait for somebody else to have a phone because I'm using right. mine to play music. Right. right, right. And yeah. it's usually at the 830 time slot. So at 830 a.m., you don't usually see the guys working out. That's usually right. when the moms are there or the women. And so that's usually when you see the videos. Um, but we do have, you know, a really good balance, actually, of male and female membership. Okay. So anyway, that's kind of a, a shift I'd like to focus on sure. is making it more, um, you know, both, both male and female. That's good. Yeah. So that's, but right now you are attracting kind of both equally as far as, uh, from a demographic standpoint, male, female. From a demographic, like, I would say it's probably 70, 30, probably 70 female and 30 male. Okay. And a lot of couples actually. Yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we have our marketing plan in our, 
look, the organic piece is awesome. Word of mouth is obviously great. It means we're doing a, I think it means we're doing a good job uh, as offering a service, right? And people like what we're offering. So really good. Now we get people in the door, Linda, been there, uh, what's that coming up on three years now? So two and a half years. What's been like the average life cycle so far of a typical client? Are they staying for a long time? Are you seeing it a little bit oh, short? That's a great question. Yeah. I think this is the hardest part for me because I'm so personally invested. So I'm not only the coach, but I'm the janitor. And and, and I'm sure you've probably played yeah, a lot of hats. all of yeah. those hats. Yeah. yeah. Um, the hardest part is the membership cancellations. And that's yeah. something that I need to work a lot on. Um, I would say, well, the ones that started with me are still with me. I think yeah. probably 95% of them are still with me. Yeah. Those that joined from the grand opening time. So just yeah. kind of saw it or yeah. heard about it and yeah. came when it was all pretty and shiny. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a hard question. I've had some who it maybe six, six to nine months. There have been some where the excitement kind of wears off and they realize yeah. it is work and yeah. you know, you can't just, write a paycheck and expect the results right. to happen. Right? right. There's a lot of work and discipline involved in that. Yeah. So you have yeah. that type of clientele sure. um, as well. And then the sticker price, right? So, you know, I'm not your $10 planet fitness membership. Right. Um, I definitely see it. And so for some, it could be a budgeting thing. Sure. Yeah. No, a lot of, uh, a lot of factors that go into it for sure. And yeah. uh, you know, a lot of practices we can do. I, I remember like every time somebody would quit, keep me up at night, right. Or somebody left keep me up at night because you want to save everybody which is realistically not possible but we can try to exactly. make it we can try to keep them as long as possible and what are some practices you're trying to implement or maybe thinking about doing to make the retention even better like you know communication with clients when they're not in the gym or maybe i always found events were really good like we, we'd run a lot of competitions and charity events and this yeah, sort of thing absolutely what are you doing along those lines of things like as far as i agree with you yeah. So retention is a tricky thing. I think retention, keeping it exciting and keeping it fresh, like you just yeah. said. So having yeah. challenges, having, um, you know, like we'll do, like we had Squattober, for example, yeah. in, uh, last October. And so like every day we had a new variation of a squat challenge. And yeah. then we had a push-up challenge in November. Um, we have an a really fun Thanksgiving two-hour yeah. workout. You know, we do um, fun events, like we've got this new one. And, you know, it's kind of fun because when you, or it's kind of neat, I should say, because when you allow yourself to do special events, it can come in, it can turn into something that you may not have thought of before. So for example, um, just in the last couple or last two months, we, um, we've noticed that there's a lack of balance with we're hitting all of these really hard, intense workouts, and there's not a lot of stretching and restorative pieces to our right, workout right. programming. And um, while I get it, like I'm not a big stretcher, and I just want to go in and I want to hit it hard and then I want to leave. <laughs> so, um, but I know that it's an important component. And so by providing these special events, so it doesn't obligate them or rob them of that, you know, session, that workout session, it's a special event. And so this new one that I want to share with you, because I think it's pretty darn cool is, um, I call it repair, restore and rejuvenate. And so it's a 90 minute session where you come in and there's a little uh, Tai Chi and there's a little... Uh, yoga flow and body balance and strength through holding poses and stuff. And then we have crystal bowls come in. I don't know if you've ever tried this before, but it's, Oh yeah. The sound you know, I was like, I, I was a little bit of a skeptic, but I've got a client who um, plays them and she's yeah. like, just let me bring one in one time. And I loved it. Like it, it really, um, I don't know. It really was calming. 
I think they're great. Yeah. I've done yeah, it, was, it was awesome. I yeah. I love but it. Yeah, yeah. They're really cool. So anyway, so we tried that for a special event and I, I sold, I sold out. I didn't have enough space. I had to turn a couple people away and it's, um, a new avenue of revenue. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't even think that would, I mean, That's I didn't awesome. even think my members would like it, but it brought new people in. So it was a great way to bring, uh, you know, have your friend come and, it's not my typical clientele. Don't usually seek that kind of thing, but it brought in new people and I, and it's good exposure either way. So yeah, all good. Yeah. I love sound bowls side note and, uh, cool. super calming <laughs> and yeah, that's, a, that's another podcast, but that's, yeah, I love that stuff. And it's cool. You create another revenue stream out of that event. So yeah. like it brings me perfectly to the next part, Linda, like what ways, and I think you just named one are members able to spend money with you on top of that on top of your bread and butter membership, right? Whether that's open gym or, or group training. Um, so how, how are they able to do that? That way you can increase, you know, average revenue per member. What does that look like? So there's a couple of ways I'm trying to do um, okay. additional revenue is, um, so there are a couple merchandise products. So I do have, um, you know, some shirts and, yep. you know, merchandise things that I've had logoed and stuff. So there's that, that doesn't really create a lot of money. Um, you know, I have a little bit of supplements, so there's that avenue. Um, and then I actually created a new upgraded membership option. So it includes one PT session a month that includes, yep. so there's extra perks that come yep. with that. I also have a, an in-body scanner. There we go. And so, you know, if they want to track that, that's kind of an added upgrade um, yep. service that they can get. And then, um, yeah, the special events. Okay. So those are the main, those are the main ideas to try and capture extra money yeah those are great obviously personal training probably the, the best one right what, what is oh, uh sure. what percentage of your clients are taking advantage of that service right now would you say uh gosh off the cuff probably six percent okay now are you looking to grow that but then another question on top of that what is it do you have a team behind you of trainers or are you doing all this yourself you said you're wearing many hats I am. So I am, I've got, I had three trainers. Okay. I, um, one of them is going to try and open up her own studio now or is opening her up, not try. She is opening up her own studio. So our loss, but exciting for, exciting for her. And then, um, but I'm doing probably 80% of 85% of the classes and, and I do all the PT. Um, my other okay. trainers I love and they're amazing, but they're, this is more of a supplemental side thing. Yeah. It's not really their passion and their career path. Yeah. So they're not doing any PT sessions. So I, that's, that's something I want to work on as well for 2020 yeah. is to uh, grow my staff. Building a team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is a hard job already. And we can only grow to like that next level, so to speak with the team behind us. Like we can only do so, there's only so much time in a day and, uh, <laughs> Like you, I'm sure you'd agree, like coaching classes and training clients is draining from an energy perspective. Like I know I'm, I get wiped out. Like I'm, I'd go home at eight o'clock and pass out and, that, and that'd be it, you know, like, so it's super draining and it leaves us no time to work like on that business as much as we'd like to, you know? So yeah, team, right. team is super important. And uh, but yeah, having PT as a service, obviously great because we can charge a higher ticket. Now I skipped over this a little bit, but I want to go back because I think it's important. Um, when you get a new member started, I should ask it as earlier, but is there any special, uh, any special offers you do initial offer or like, um, I'm sure you've seen like six week boot camps people do, or like, uh, two weeks free or one day free or free. Oh, yeah. How do you yeah, get, I've kind of played with a lot of them. So um, many. so I've got a program called flip the switch. 
Okay. And it's something that I coined based off a discussion that I had with somebody who had done a six week yeah. challenge at UFC. And, you know, I kind of asked him what, um, you know, what are your takeaways from doing the challenge? And he said, you know, I forgot what it felt like to feel good. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, in that conversation, it kind of coined that term. So that flip the switch program, I cut a slice in half when they join. And okay. so if they want to just kind of get a great kickstart to their their okay. fitness programming, um, they get that at half the cost. So that's okay. one service benefit that they can they can do. Um, I always think that it's important for uh, I don't like being pressured into buying something. Right. So I always let people come and try for free. Uh, I've never I've never charged anyone to come and try a class. Okay. Uh, I've tried it both ways. Right now, I've got a one week. Just come in. Just come try them all. And then once you've tried them all, you know, honestly, I think people know that they want to join after the first workout experience for some, it does take a little longer to hook them. And so, um, I also have had, like when I do my mailers, I've had mailers go out, which I'm not sure is cost. I don't know if it's paid off, you know, cause it's like, you know, pretty good chunk of change to, to mail a bunch, but, um, on that one, it was a month, it was 30 days, 30 day trial free. Um, and I don't believe in contracts either. Okay. However, I, it has helped pay the bills. And so what I do is I've got our regular price it's month to month. Right. But if you want and you know that you're going to be here, then you get a discount price, but it's a 12 month term. Got it. Yeah. That kind of thing. So yeah. I have both. It makes sense. I mean, the contracts are good. Uh, puts more value in the business, right? Like I don't want to sell my business is we didn't have any contracts. So it definitely devalues what you're potentially worth, right? Whatever right, that. Right. So like, but yeah, I understand not wanting to do it too. And there's a lot of other things we have to go through when we get contracts from a state business licensing permitting standpoint. So totally get it. But pros and cons, all that. So with all that being said, Linda, I kind of I think we know the challenge is kind of that team you're wearing all the hats. We're in that phase of growth now where it's it's getting it's get it gets hard to do everything at once, right? So like that's the challenge. Where's the opportunity you're focused on here for the next six to 12 months moving forward? Where's the biggest opportunity you're looking to seize on? The biggest opportunity I have. So I heard this, I was listening to a couple of your other podcasts and I, I really appreciate one of the um, guests that you had on was talking about, um, I'm not sure how he phrased it, but basically finding the who's and not the how, and that's a, a book. And and yeah, so to try and not wear as many hats. So capitalize on what I'm best at and passing the buck to somebody who is great at those other things that you perhaps don't want to do right. or don't have the time to do. Uh, so I w- that's kind of, and in order to do that, because my rebuttal to that was always, yes, but who's going to pay for it? Um, and so, and, and then the answer was, um, well, you'll have more money to spend on it if you can capitalize on the things you're really good at. And so my advice, I guess, and, and some that I'm going to try and take this year is to budget and say, okay, I'm going to allot for X amount of dollars for a marketing person. I'm going to, X, I'm going to pay for a, a cleaning service. And this is my budget. And so try that for six months and see right. how it works out, how it kind of shakes out at the end. I love that. Is that. I read a great tweet yesterday. I'm probably going to butcher it, but I think it fits perfectly here. So I was like, we always think about ways to uh, save, t- spend money to save time. Sorry, mm-hmm. spend time to save by saving money when we should be thinking to 
spend money to save time because time is the only thing we have, right? but most valuable resource. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of butchered it, but I think you get it. I hear what you're saying, though. I got, I, yeah. I still understood it. Yeah, and, you know, the same way. I butchered appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's been a long day. My brain's not working so hot. So, uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, no, Linda, this is, I think it's a great place to wrap this up. It's been beautiful. Uh, wish you the best of luck and continued success with Pure Lit Studios. And where can listeners check you out? Website, Instagram, social media. Where can we find you and follow your story? PureLitStudios.com. It's P-U-R-E-L-I-T studios.com. And same for Facebook and Instagram. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, That's thanks right again. We appreciate you and uh, best of luck. Thank you, you so it. much. Thank you. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke Steele. Joining me on the show is Trevor from Hancock Fitness and Tanning out in Lewisport, Kentucky. Welcome to the show, Trevor. How are you? Woo woo. Hey, what's going <laughs> on, guys? <laughs> that was a fun welcome. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here, Trevor. And, you know, for our listeners and me to learn more about what you do over at Hancock Fitness and Tanning. But before we kind of dive into that, tell me, you know, what was it you decided to go into this business of being a gym owner? Well, uh, like anybody who's grown up working out, uh, anybody who's lifted a weight has definitely at least one point in time said, you know, I'd love to own my own gym, you know. I was that kid for all the way since I was in like fifth grade. I've always wanted to have my own gym, own my own place. Um, I guess, like I was telling you, you know, my motivations for starting, A, I wanted to have a gym, but A, I needed to survive. I needed a business. I needed income. So what better route to take than the, I guess, train? I started out, it was going to be a personal training gym, actually. And then it just kind of blossomed into a 24-7, you know, all-access member gym and a tanning salon. So, you know, I guess when you focus on something, you completely put your mind to it, and you don't accept an option B, you just stick to that option A. Um, you know, you never know what you're going to come up with. So, Yeah, for sure. And so, like, let me ask you, did you start this completely, like, from the gym itself? Was it already there, or did you kind of get oh. that from scratch? Good question. So whenever I took over, the business was actually already in. So the business actually been created since like the 70s. It was a video store, a movie store, which was it still was in 2020. 
it was a video store on one side and like a really small kind of like something you'd have in your garage home gym. I mean, I wish I would have brought some pictures so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Um, people that are from that town, they come in and they say, I haven't been here in 20 years. This place, you know, it's just so different. So it was a business before we took over. Um, but we completely started from the ground up. I think we had like 15 members. I think we actually had 40 members and 15 of them were paying. And that's wow. day one number. Yeah, that's day one numbers. Um, I mean, so you walked, in, you walked into this and it wasn't like you walked into a business that was like thriving and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to take this on. You walked into something that was already kind of struggling and you're like, I'm going to take on this challenge. I'm going to build something out of this. And that's, a, that's awesome that you took that risk, especially with, you know, two twins at home to, to that you're, you know, taking care of props to you, Trevor, um, for not being afraid. I love that. Um, for our, for our listeners, give us your elevator pitch of Hancock fitness and tanning. Tell us, you know, who you guys are, what products and services you have available at this time. That way we kind of have like a picture in our mind. So, like I said, we are from, I told you earlier, I haven't told our listeners, we are from a very small town. So a lot of people don't realize you know, a small town to you might be 10, 15, 20,000. A small town to me is eight or 9,000. And that's the type of city we're in. So um, we're really a small town type culture with, uh, we have, you know, when I say small town, it puts the image of like a really small, like rinky dink little location. Um, We have just amazing quality tanning beds, five tanning beds, uh, 24 seven gym access, supplement we have a pro shop for our supplement so you can come in and instead of having to worry about ordering online you can get anything you need from me we keep everything like right below market price so there's it's like almost not it's almost stupid to not buy your stuff from us because we price match everybody so spray tanning we have literally everything you could think of condensed into like a a 2,000 square foot facility um but yeah the I think where we're at, we have a, a huge population of factory workers and that 24 seven access just is, keeps, keeps the lights on for us. I mean, um, I think for most gyms, if you haven't moved to the 24 seven access, you know, style of business, you're really only hurting yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially in these smaller towns too, like, I think it's a great option because there's a lot of people in, you know, small suburban kind of communities where it's like they're working overnight they're working weird hours so when we can offer that 24 7 kind of level of service it opens up the amount of people that we can welcome into the gym the different kind of types of people um right now you know within the facility are you guys doing personal training or you do any group training anything like that so that's actually how we started. I was telling you, we were a, tra- a group training or a personal training facility. Basically, anybody I could get into the door and any other trainer that I could find that had some type of certification or background um, in Kentucky, they don't actually have to have, you know. Right. But if they've competed or done anything that shows me, I don't can't won't just look at somebody's physique and think they're a trainer. I, I've been around the block before. I know they can do things to make themselves look really large, really quick. So I will bring in, I had two people helping me. We were doing group classes. That's actually, I think the group class is kind of what built the, uh, the groundwork for the gym itself. I mean, because we started with like training one person 
Then we brought in a couple senior citizens. Then we brought in a, like a married couple. And then it just, the diversity of the people we started to bring in, the different types of people were always, you know, posts on Facebook, which you know today, the newspaper is like, it's old news. If you're not on Facebook advertising, you're only hurting yourself. And you know who the people on your friends list who are getting the most interactions. Those are the people you, I don't want to say you need to open up to, to, you know, coat, you know, ride their coattail for likes or whatever interactions. But if they're willing to come into your gym and they want you to train them, you need to do the best you can as you would with anybody. But, you know, when they walk out to say, Hey, why don't you share us on Facebook or, Hey, let's take a picture together or anything you can do to put your face on their screen. Um, so I think, you know, I don't even remember what our question was, but I was <laughs> it's okay. That's all. This. That's all valuable I all day. I had these <laughs> conversations literally every day. Someone asked me. The newspaper came up and did a huge uh, article on us, so I yeah. can talk about this all day. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll, well, let's dive into that here in a minute. But starting off, like right now, I kind of asked, like you know, you said that your business started out as personal training, yeah. and that's really what you did. Now that you guys have the 24 seven model, it's more of an open gym. What role does the personal training play today? Because I think that in this 24 seven model, we can utilize personal training or small groups and my private as like a really good revenue source. Yeah. Um, so today, like what role does that play in your business? So today it, at this moment in time, we cannot, in, here's the thing you'd think from looking on Facebook, everybody in the world would want to be the next big trainer we've got and i've been trying to find somebody to come in but for the last i think six months we've not offered group or personal solely because me as the business owner i can't work and be in in hancock county um so right now i'm actually at the gym full time now trying to get and i don't feel like we're at a low point i just think you know historically in the the hottest times of the year are the lowest times of the year for the for gyms so for me, that's the time I get the most stuff done at the gym. Um, our go, like I said, if you saw my Facebook, we've been inquiring about certified trainers or competitors or anybody who just has a leg in the fitness, not in the fitness industry and not just the social side, like the, the educational side and somebody who I could teach. I mean, they don't have to be this or that. I mean, I, if, if they are just there to chaperone and they do my work, that's fine for me. Um, we have everybody sign off before they come in. We don't bring in anybody who's, you know, never done this before. But right now, getting people to work and wanting to work is very hard. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, post-pandemic, that's been a challenge for many, many businesses. You're yeah. not alone there. Um, but you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to try to find people that are the right fit. It's just a matter of like how bad you want it. Yeah. Um, your clients, like, do you feel like there's people in your community, um, that would benefit from having a personal trainer or something like that? You think that there's a need there? I have had, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, I have okay. had some inquiries, many inquiries about training, but then you were looking at one person wanting to come in at 5 45 AM, mm -hmm. you know? one person wanting to come in at 8 p.m., you know, so. For it's just you, that's not realistic it's right not now. not realistic, exactly, yeah. and and I, there's not much, I wouldn't say there's not much more I can do, but I'm not actually from this area, so I don't like, I can't call my best friend and tell them to call 10 people. I really have to rely on, you know, Facebook and the people that come in out of my door, excuse me, 
to um, get the word of mouth out. So, you know, now that we're saying this, I mean, you know, I'm sure every time you talk to somebody, they're sitting here like, oh, I need to do that. Oh, I need to do that. Um, I'm always open to suggestions, but I will be the first person to tell you that if we could get training started back at our gym and group fitness, it would, it would take the gym definitely to the next level in terms of our memberships. Um, I completely agree with that. But like I said, the amount of times I've reached out for people to, you know, come and try to train at our gym, train people, the platform I would give them. I don't think they realize, you know, I've done over 30 bodybuilding contests. I know I don't look like it now because I've retired, but over 30, I've no, I can literally take someone who is like your first day certified trainer and help build their platform all through the industry of Kentucky, Tennessee. So people yeah. just don't know what they've got, you know, until someone else gets it and they're like, Oh man, I wish I would have done that. So yeah, definitely, definitely rough right now in terms of like finding people. I, I get that pain. And like you said, you know, adding group training, adding personal training, making those an element of what you do at your gym. That's an, another two added services on the, what you do that will benefit you, but more so benefit the community. Like people yeah. in the community need that. Not everybody can walk into a 24 seven gym and be successful, you know, on the their own I know for example like me you know if I walked into a normal gym I have a gym in my apartment complex I'll go there I'll walk on the stair stepper for 20 minutes and then I'll be like ah I'm bored and then I'll leave because I'm not motivated like that I'm motivated by a class or somebody telling me what to do um, so that I don't slack off and there's so many people out there that are motivated the same way so the more that we can offer at our facility the more successful we can be the more people that will be interested in what we have to offer But I want to ask you, you know, since it sounds like your goal is to get more faces in the door, currently, how many members do you guys have? I think we're sitting over, like I told you earlier, I don't know if I said that while we were recording or not, but I think we were started at like 40 members, like 15 of them were paying. And, you know, when you ask somebody how many members they have, there's a difference between how many members and how many people are paying. Okay. You know, I'd say in the terms of members, we also are a, a full functioning tanning salon. So a lot of people, they want that discount. So they take the gym membership too. Mm-hmm. Um, what easily, easily 300 members, probably around 150 paying. And, you know, our memberships go from 30 to 70. So I could probably couldn't even calculate because, you know, everybody will ask me how many members you got. I'm like, man, contracted members probably at least a hundred but you know people will sit a month out and come again the next month and so since that's something that you're dealing with let me ask you with the memberships are you auto billing these people like are they being billed every month or is it like hey Trevor I want to pay for this month and then I'll pay you again next month like how does that work well I'll go ahead and tell you that wouldn't work at all First off, if anybody knows me, that wouldn't last long at all. We do do a monthly um, bill or a monthly billing. The day you sign up, 30 days later, you will get um, get it pulled out automatically from your account. So we have also a lot of issues with that. We'll just mm-hmm. leave it there. I mean, like, like anybody, I'm not uh, making it sound like I don't have issues. Trust me, I've, my card's been probably been more declined than anybody in that place in my life. So I'm... I'm not putting it down, but I just know that you're always going to have these issues. But if I was to do a cash basis for a contracted member or this and that, it just wouldn't last very long. And I also kind of wear my emotions on my shoulder 
most people know where they stand with me like immediately and not because I'm, you know, I'm not mean, I'm not rude. I'm just, I think that's the best way to be clear. Like if you feel disrespected, let yeah. them know or this and that. So a lot of people will come in and say, Hey, can I do cash? I'm like, yeah, but you can only do a month to month with cash. I just don't even feel like chasing you down. And I tell them that and they're just like, Oh gosh, this guy was straight up with me. I'm so used to being sugarcoated that it almost seems rude. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so. I mean, the biggest thing I always say is just don't sugarcoat it. Um, we're doing our community a disservice if we are going to sugarcoat things for them. So, you know, whatever works for you. Um, so, you know, right now you guys have monthly billing, a few different kinds of memberships for people to take advantage of. What are those? So, you know, you've got your, your basic, well, most of them in terms of what they offer, they're all going to offer the same thing. I mean, 24 seven access, um, one can come with unlimited tanning or no tanning at all. One type of membership right now we're in a promotional. We started our business in June, 2020. Um, our LLC and every June we do like a massive promotion. I pretty much charge everybody $20 to be a member. And if you continue paying, if you're a new member and you, and you sign up right then and there and you continue paying without sitting a month out, you'll stay at that rate. Mm-hmm. So, and even if you say a month to month or a year, as long as you just keep paying, you'll stay at that rate. So okay. in so- terms of what we're offering, if I could get somebody who wants to be a, you know, a, a group trainer, you know, we could offer a lot more, but right now we're just offering our gym membership, you know, our discounts on all of our supplements, which saves a lot of money if you're in and out of supplement stores or online. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're definitely doing that. And that's a, that's a great deal for people who are interested in it. Um, in terms of like, since, you know, you have 150 members ish right now that you know, for sure that are paying members coming back yeah. month, month paying, um, and you're looking at growing, you would like to have more people from the sounds of it. Um, what are you actively doing to aid that growth process to get new faces in the door of the gym? That's a good question. So obviously taking advantage of my social media on all, all avenues. I mean, I'm 33 years old and I'm embarrassed to say, I just made a TikTok the other day. I'm not doing any dances, I promise, but we are doing a lot of fitness um, related content and training people. And I think that's been very useful for breaking into that young, younger crowd, like the easily 30 and under most of all of them have a TikTok. Um, my girlfriend is a little younger than I am. So that's the only reason I know what TikTok is that. So I made one and, um, I made a YouTube. So I'm using all social media platforms possible. And then this is for me, this is my best thing. If I can get in front of somebody in person, Mm. done deal. Yeah. So, and I don't, I just, I believe in selling myself. I sell cars. So I believe if I tell somebody about the gym on the internet, it's just going to be like a picture or whatever. But if I can get in front of them and, 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 you know, sell myself and, you know, let them see that I believe in the location because I've been here, done that, you know, normally we, my bet, my best sales method is direct direct face-to-face communication. So. Yeah. And I mean, usually that's the case for, for everybody, but you also have to recognize here, Trevor is there's only 24 hours in a day. and you're a dad full-time and you own a business 
um, and you're training people, whatever, you know, you have all these different things that you're doing. And so it's not realistic for you to spend several hours a day going out face to face with people and then hoping that that's going to bring in members. And, you know, we can do that sometimes. And I think that's great when we supplement other forms of, you know, finding new clients with some face-to-face stuff. I always recommend that, but it's not realistic for that to be, you know, the, the primary way that we're, we're getting our clients. Um, businesses are doing word of mouth, which is awesome. Sounds like you've had some good word of mouth too. Um, but word of mouth, again, it's not something that we can measure. We can't say, Hey, this month we're going to grow by a hundred clients. I mean, that's a lot. Or this year we're going to grow by a hundred clients, um, through word of mouth. We can't predict it because we can't like, we can't predict the speed at which word of mouth will travel. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what a lot of gyms are doing is supplementing like you with social media. And so you said you kind of have your social media bases covered. Um, Mm -hmm. are you guys posting organically or are you running ad campaigns? So that is another good question. I'm very familiar with ad campaigns. I actually have ran maybe one or two, but not enough. Like now that you say that not enough, I should have been doing that from the start. Um, nor typically I'll run an ad campaign once I bring in like some massive upgrade to the gym and the, you know what I'm saying? That way I can advertise it. Um, my goal actually is I'm glad you asked that we are in the middle of a t- an upgrade right now that I'm hoping to get done in the next two weeks. And then that's when I was actually planning to this time. If you know how Facebook uh, ad campaign works, you know, you put a little bit of money in and still hit a lot of faces or you can put like 50 or a hundred or more in and hit literally every computer screen in the local area. So um, once we get what I have done trying to do right now, which I'm going to keep a secret, um, we will, uh, I'm going to do another ad marketing campaign, but I'm telling you right now, if, if and that's another thing, if, if a gym owner is not using Facebook uh, advertising, you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. It's so it's, cheap. It's huge. Like it, you, if you're doing it right, you're seeing a really good return on investment from that. So like whenever you put an ad campaign out from that one ad campaign, how many new leads would you say that you're getting? That's also a good question. Um, and I'll kind of put this in terms of the dollar amount. So for me, when you're in a location of 9,000 people and you're only connecting to the cities outside of it, if I ran a 10 day ad campaign and I put a hundred dollars in there, 10, 10 days, $10 a piece, I would say every day I get at least two to three inquiries. And we're talking a very small location. And a lot of the time they might not show up, but sometimes it might just be for the tanning, but surprisingly, anytime I do that, I get, I wouldn't say double the ROI, you know what I mean? It's hard for me to put, put it out there, but you can't numerically quantify how much, like you said, the word of mouth. So once I get my name on somebody else's screen, even if they don't buy a membership or come back, they're going to talk to their cousin or their brother and be like, yeah, I thought about going to Hancock fitness and tanning and that right there, even if they don't go they spread the word to the next person and you know how rumors spread they spread fast and if it's a good one it's going to go really quick so yeah um, Yeah. so um yeah the more that we can we can get 
of our community through ads. It's great. It's a wonderful way for us to see like a measurable growth. Yeah. Um, but want to ask you, Trevor, you know, within the business side of things, what's something that you have faced that's kind of been a bottleneck for you, you know, right now within the business and what are you doing to kind of work on overcoming that? couple bottlenecks in the process. That's another, that's, you've got, you got your questions. I, I like that. You, uh, <laughs> you, did you go to, where, first off, did you go to school? Where'd you go to school at? I went to school in Maine. Um, I studied hospitality, so nothing really related to this, but I love talking to people and I love uncovering, you know, getting you think about your business, Trevor. Yeah. So I'm glad that you like the questions. Well, but... <laughs> it reminds me of some of the stuff I went over when I was in school too. So some of the bottlenecks in our process is we're from, like I said, we're from a really small area. Some people would call it country or in the hills. We all joke, all of us from here, we joke like that all the time. We say we're from the country, but in reality, some of the people that come into our gym and not individually, they've just never been in a gym before. Right. So they really need kind of like that college 099, like the beginner to the college class kind of like an introduction to working out. So I have a lot of people come in and they've never worked out before. They've never done anything. They just heard it's a gym. They'll come in for a month, not know what to do, not have any realistic expectation of the, you know, the body changes and the time period it takes. And, you know, you won't see them a month later. So, and I know on my part, I can only be in so many places like you're saying. And I can't chase all of these people down. So definitely we need more trainer help. Um, so that's definitely a, one of the bottlenecks in the process. Um, you know, trying to think, I would, I'm not going to sit here and make it sound like our location is just, there's problems. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you and tell you that like, you have 9,000 people in your town, but I talked to a lady a couple of days ago, 246 people in her town and she had 105 members. 246 people and I looked it up on Google to make sure that she was not telling me a fib and truly there's only 246 people in the town and so you know she didn't let you know I think what's important is that we don't let that limiting belief of like our you know we're in a small town yeah it's, it's causing us to not grow like yeah. that's just a limiting belief we yeah. there are things that we can do to get that like if you want to have trainers that bad like We'll help you find them, right? There's people out there that can help you find them. And even if you have to pull them from that city that's nearby and they have to travel 20 minutes to work, like, you know, it's possible. It's it just possible. A of like, hey, like we need to make this happen because we can't grow unless we get more help. Because right now it's like, Trevor, you're spread thin. Absolutely. Yeah, you're you can't right. grow if you don't get some more help. So like, do what you have to do to get that because i think that would be huge for you yeah. um goal wise like if i could give you a magic wand and i was like all right you know you've reached all your goals for your business you have the help that you need you know things are perfect what would that picture look like for you well i quit uh, just a, a brief run out of my location is just at two thousand square feet we i'm that size because i have nothing else to yeah. nowhere else to go if I had 4,000 square feet, 5,000 square feet, I have the suppliers for equipment to fill that type of location out. Um, if I was in a perfect world, I would have a, a larger location because that is really what's limiting me. I, I, don't, I don't believe that because I'm in a small town 
that I, that's why I don't have a lot of members. That's the last thing I believe. I'm literally like, you have to convince me two or three times before I will take the no. You know what I mean? You got to convince me. Yeah. So that's just how I've always had that sales site aspect. So if I had a larger location, I think that would be the fix all to all of my situations. More trainers would want to come. I mean, we're in a strip mall sized location. Um, and, you know, I've just got a commercial sized goal and I'm in a strip, mall, you know, a strip mall location. So. What, so, so for you to be able to move into that bigger location yeah. in the future, what has to happen within the business right now for that move to be a reality? In the business right now, we need to just keep doing what we're doing. Um, this summer, like obviously when it gets colder, it built, it builds back up. It does this, I've learned it's a very seasonal type business. Um, for some, you know, it just depends on how much you value working out. I think once I really get these upgrades done, I'll be able to dig into that crowd of people out there that, you know, I, I keep saying it's a small town and there's a lot of people out there, a lot of untapped potential in terms of members. I think I'll really tap into that, uh, into that population of people once we get done with these upgrades. And I'll kind of give you a general synopsis. We've just redoing the whole inside of our business. The walls were refacing, decorating, which we haven't ever done. We've got, we're going to have TVs everywhere. Just a lot of cosmetic changes. That's going to kind of make us go from like a hole in the wall gym to like a really, really nice looking location. When you've got like electronics everywhere and, yeah. you know, our, we're trying to really approve our aesthetics because um, there are people that are driving 17 miles to work out in a surrounding town because it is a commercial size location. For sure. And I think like all the cosmetic things, it definitely helps, but that's not what's pulling people in the door. I think what's pulling people in the door is the service that you're providing. So the more services that you can provide under one roof, the more people that you can tap into. There's 9,000 people in your community, 8,000, 9,000, whatever it might be, but not all 8,000 of those people want to just come in and do their own thing. So if we can add additional levels to that, more people we can tap into, plus the little fancy aesthetics you have going on, it's going to be baller. I'm really, really excited for you. Um, last question. What's the social media page for the gym? Like, where can we go to find you um, online? Uh, so I don't actually have like a built URL, like a, a www yet um but i do have our instagram which and our facebook page our facebook page is you know we don't really get many inquiries on it so it's not something i stay on but if i get a message we answer it immediately um i think our instagram which is hank at hancock fitness and tanning um is where we get a lot of our inquiries but then a lot of also comes to my Facebook or my Instagram personally, because I guess the following is a little larger, um, not by much, but I guess people feel like if they message the gym, they may get me or, or maybe get one of the employees. Um, but a lot of the time, you know, yeah. I'm mainly contacted and I, I post on both of them for the yeah. location, but yeah, I would say our Instagram would be our, our main website right now. 
Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. I'm excited to go check it out. And thank you for being here today, Trevor, and telling us all about your facility. You know, I definitely think this conversation was valuable, a lot to learn from, from you, you know, being that you're in a small town. So I really, really appreciate that. Listeners, you know, thank you guys for tuning in today as well. Please don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, like and subscribe if you want to join us for a future episode here at the Gym Lords podcast. Fill the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.